Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on. Whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play money line, over-unders, totals, props, futures. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Yo, what up, everybody? Right when I got mad at Brum for saying I move around too much to start the show moving around on camera. What's happening, y'all? Welcome in. It is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. T-Bob and Aaron Murray hanging out with you once again here on Snaps, your new favorite college football podcast. Uh, we do this every single day here on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. We're very excited to be here, and we thank you. If you are here hanging out uh, with us um, and uh, well, we got a great show for you planned today because as the college football news cycle tends to do, it provides uh, and this time it provided in the form of Lane Kiffin as our Thanksgiving is kicking off, not just with a delicious egg bowl coming up on Thanksgiving uh, night, but a delicious pre egg bowl media drama filled cycle that we will get into. Uh, first, let me welcome in your QB1, the dazzlingly good-looking Santa Claus himself, uh, as he once again has a red sweatshirt on, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, brother? I am I'm, I'm thankful on this Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week 
that T-Bob for the first time this year placed a freaking bet wow within I mean, five uh, minutes of me saying to him I'm, I'm this is it this is a compliment t-bob i'm not hating on you i'm trying to be nice here on this thankful week i am thankful to you for placing the bet before the lines moved one way or the other so gracias senor uh i'm taking old miss even with all this craziness that we're about to get in uh two and a half points on vandal promo code snaps uh two and a half points against uh, Mississippi State this weekend. You want to know why? It's going to rain. It's going to be nasty. It's about 90% chance of rain on uh, on Thursday. And you know what team wins in the rain, T-Bob? The team that runs run the, the ball. damn ball. So yes. we'll see if they can push back all the crazy distractions. They're going to come out, I heard, in gray sweatpants in the pregame, uh, even in the rain, and uh, true Lane Kiffin style. So it should be a fun night yeah. on Thursday night. Yeah, so we did go on AMP for about 20 minutes earlier, and we went deep <laughs> into the Lane Kiffin thirst so trap. Deep. Uh, Deeper than we're very... going on YouTube, for the record. Yes, I was about to say. Okay. I, uh, is yeah. there any way for them to find that conversation, though? Could you attach <laughs> it as a bonus at the end of the podcast? Do like oh, a little... Uh, I hope just, not. Just I hope not. Basically tell the people uh look if you stick around you'll get some lane kiffin phallus talk at the end of the pod i don't know i don't know we, we we can figure that out later um hey you know who i love and i'm thankful for everybody hanging out with us here in the chat everybody and yes i did vote yes for myself that i am a good bookie because i have gained aaron points constantly but everybody in the chat andy j kirby yeah it's me all dark Jameis, miss mary embroidery uh kirby's visor a barge Dylan Meadows, Bernard, Lance, Blake, all of our guys. We love it so much. We love doing the show, and we love you for helping us grow this show. Uh, if you want to help, you hit the like button, subscribe to the Volume Sports YouTube channel, mm. um, and then really help us grow the pod. Okay, the pods are great. We want it to continue to do great. So if you could rate it and review it, share it with your friends, um, that helps. Oh, Janus, not Jameis. Okay, excuse me. I got Jameis Winston in mind. Darth Janus. Um, but I love how he corrected you using like anus with a J. Well, he knows the way to my heart. Also, I mean, you know, look, just from a purely phonetic standpoint, um, that is the quickest route to getting there, right? Uh, mm -hmm. too often in, 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 in pursuit of maybe not offending other adults, like what, what was he going to say? Like what, what word works better there than anus, bro? Like find me the word that works better and then we can talk um it's a bit of an everything rhymes with anus nothing rhymes with anus situation yeah exactly dude uh look but whatever the point of all this is to share the pod okay <laughs> rate review it please the algorithmic gods that rule our existence and sign up for FanDuel promo code snaps to make our bosses happy FanDuel's got some incredible world cup deals going on right now remember every thursday uh, you get a free $10 same game parlay to use on NFL games. It is a ton of fun. A barge nailed it. Greg Luganus. Oh, and here we go. <laughs> Heinous. Okay. Starting to come through a little bit. Nice job, hey. guys. I'm proud of y'all. Um, all right. Let's start. And so on the docket today, we're going to talk some lane. Uh, we're going to talk to my house, Michigan, some USC, Notre Dame. Uh, maybe we talk a little EA sports. It's in the game or is Ooh. it? As uh, EA Sports announcing that NCAA football uh, it could be pushed back to 2024. Uh, but let's start with uh, the story of the day, which is Lane Kiffin. The Lane train to the planes, question mark. As a local uh, TV newsman, 
John Sokoloff. He does TV news in Starkville, covers all of Mississippi. Um, and 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 if we want to give him some bona fides, we didn't talk about this on AMP, but this is the man that broke the John Cohen news. When John Cohen left Mississippi State and went to Auburn, he was actually first on that, and he was right, whatever that is worth. I'm assuming he's probably using the same sources here or similar sources when he says breaking Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin plans to step down as the Rebels head coach Friday, head to Auburn to become the Tigers' next head coach, according to sources. Here's where it gets a little weird. Sources say the Tigers haven't officially offered the job to anyone yet, so Lane to Auburn is happening. Story soon. Uh, as we broke down, that was then followed up with Lane Kiffin a bit later on. Uh, well, actually, first off, tweeting a picture of him in gray sweatpants, uh, reading a book about the Egg Bowl. Then he follows it up with a direct quote tweet of Sokoloff and says, that's news to me, John, face palm emoji. Nice sources with a, like, you know, red circle with a line, no smoking emoji, emoji, a angry purple demon emoji, and then a, a, a wooden chair followed by a plate with a fork and a knife. I, I, I interpret this as, you know, nice sources, not I'm angry and you're just – you just eat it up. Y'all are all just eating eat up dinner. this fake yeah. news. Yeah, or something. Yes, maybe yeah. like I'm going to eat you up uh -huh. here on this app. I, I I don't know exactly what it is there. But but the gist of it is Lane saying your sources are garbage. Uh, that is not true, or at least intimating that. He then, Lane Kiffin, uh, has someone type up and print out a sheet of paper that he takes a picture of that says, this just in, breaking news, John Sokoloff of WCBI News in Starkville, Mississippi, plans to step down as lead anchor and head to WLOX to become their new lead anchor. Sources say WLOX hasn't offered the job to anyone yet, so John to WLOX is happening story soon. So Lane obviously offering a commentary on how easy it is to create one of these stories. A lot of drama, a lot of fun, a lot of showdown fraud. Aaron Murray, what do you think? What is true here? Is Lane Kiffin actually going to become Auburn's head coach on Friday? Well, I do think it's true. Um, wow, I know we 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 talk about like is he is this a credible source? And you did you did bring up a good point of of, of the stories that he has already broken here in the past month. But I, I I think if this was going to leak, it would be with the McMurphys of the world would be the first ones to really have a good hold of okay this is what's going down. Uh, the one thing that I do agree with was if, if it is true when it comes to essentially the the message that was posted is yes. I don't think there's been a essentially a contract put in front of Lane Kiffin saying, hey, here is on a piece of paper, your terms, here you go. All we need is your John Hancock and you will be the next head coach there for the Auburn University Tigers. So I don't think that has been presented necessarily, but I do think that there has been terms discussed between his agent and Auburn uh, about what the finer details of the contract will be, what the money, the years, um, incentives, the buyout, all that. Like, I think a lot of that has been kind of most likely ironed out at this stage because of course like, these conversations are, have, are being had behind closed doors. They have to, like there is a sense of urgency for Auburn. And the reason why we've talked all year, why do you fire your head coach in the middle of the season? Why do you fire for, for teams like Nebraska? Why do you fire your coach after week four? It's so that your university can start to have these conversations 
with head coaches and or I guess not even head coaches, but with agents of these head coaches to figure out what terms have to be met so that when we do press play, which is going to happen after the season, we should see a lot of, of news starting to really flow. I would say on Sunday, Monday, that these guys are ready to go. We can bring them in house. We can get going when it comes to signing kids in the portal. We can get going to signing guys before the first signing uh, day here in December. A lot is going to happen next month. You need to be ready to hit play. So I, I fully anticipate, to, to me, I've said it all along, Lane makes the most sense. I think Lane would be silly not to jump on this opportunity. And I would expect them to announce it if Lane is the guy on Friday. And then all day Sunday, or Saturday, excuse me, during the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn, all we're going to talk about and listen to is Lane Kiffin, the war chest that they, they that Auburn's created in NIL, the new facilities yeah. they have, and how Lane Kiffin is going to just bring in the most talented transfer kids out there or portal kids out there to rebuild this team to get ready for the 2023 season. Why would you not take that opportunity to be on national television and, and hit that storyline over and over and over and over again? And then two, if you're worried about Cadillac winning, and then obviously the energy that he could create by beating Alabama, you sort of eliminate that before the game even starts. So, it, okay, so a, a, a few things there. Um, first off, on the Sokolov front, uh, I don't think he's pulling this out of thin air. Like, I, I, I agree no. with you. There is something very solid there. However, like Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated says at this time of the year, during silly season, the coaching carousel season, consider everything but believe Nothing. I mean, the exact situation you're talking about, Aaron, actually happened to LSU on Thanksgiving a few years ago against Texas A&M, where they're playing A&M, they're beating up on A&M. Ed Ogeron is the interim head coach, and the entire time they are talking about how Tom Herman is going to be the next head coach at LSU, and he was. That was a deal agreed to in principle. Now, the contract was not signed, but it was agreed to in principle, and before they sign the deal, uh, it is pretty well believed. I mean, maybe I have to tag allegedly on here, but I feel like it's accepted as truth that Trace Armstrong, his agent, leaks the deal to incentivize Texas to start to act. And obviously, you've already had some of that playing one side off of the other going on because we know that Ole Miss offered Lane $9 million a year, making a top-10 contract. But, like, we have seen so many situations where stuff is done until it isn't, until it blows up. Mm -hmm. Jimbo to LSU was a done deal until Les Miles ends up getting carried off of the field after beating A&M. And then the president's like, well, I don't want to pay all this money to fire this man when our state's going through economic issues, yada, yada, yada. Uh, it's it, LSU even had a group of boosters fly to Lincoln, uh, excuse me, fly to Norman, Oklahoma last year to meet with Lincoln Riley uh, for a meeting that never actually took place. They flew there and flew back. That's how tricked and convinced they were. And these are very well-connected high people that that was happening. So I don't, I don't think this is a sign that anything is done. What I do think this is a sign of, yes, Jimmy Sexton is playing Auburn and Ole Miss against one another. I still have no idea what Lane is going to do. Um, we kind of discussed this. He does not outright say no, but he does intimate that he is not going anywhere when saying that's news to me nice sources seeming a little frustrated a little angry um does it does, does it like 
does any of this reflect negatively on Lane? After years of saying, come to the SIP, commit to me here, like come do this. Yeah. And then these tweets where he's kind of like, I'm not leaving, basically. Does any of it reflect negatively on Lane? Like the same way we still bring up the Nick Saban clip from back in the day. Does any of this hurt him reputation-wise, or do you think none of it matters at the end? I, I think Ole Miss fans are going to be pissed off regardless. Um, whether he would have come out and obviously been forthright and just said, hey, listen, this is my last game, and I do plan on taking the job at Auburn starting Friday morning. Or if he's kind of like just you know slow playing this, not committing, obviously wants his team and everyone to focus on this rivalry game uh, to get to nine wins here on Thursday night. So, And then if he would have decided after that, hey, good morning, everyone. We just won last night, and oh, by the way, I'm leaving to go to Auburn. Like They're going to be mad one way or the other and 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 in our chat right now there's a lot of people bringing up uh jamie chadwell head coach of coastal carolina actually had their game this weekend and it was really interesting i also i had coastal two weeks ago as well and you know we always he he gets asked a ton about this and we asked him before the game of you know there's going to be a lot of movement there's going to be some coaches moving especially once this this job at auburn starts and someone takes it the dominoes are then going to kind of you know start to fall a little bit uh where are you with this? You've done great at Coastal Carolina. How do you handle this situation with your players? And he said, straight up, like, I'm honest with them. Like, I literally get in front of the football team. I let them know that, hey, guys, I've been contacted by this school, this school, this school. I've taken an interview with this school, and this is where we're at. Like, he's like, they're, if, wow. if I want, if these guys want to be traded like grown men, I'm not going to leave them in the dark. Like first off with, with media nowadays and everything and people trying to break stories left and right, they're going to hear the noise. I would prefer them to hear it from me. And I thought that's pretty big. And I agree with it, man. Yes. Like these kids aren't idiots. Like if you're in the Ole Miss locker room right now, you're not an idiot. Lane Kiffin is a hell of a coach. Lane Kiffin deserves to be recognized as that. And Lane Kiffin deserves to, to have the opportunity to be the next head coach at Auburn. You get that. You committed to, to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin for that reason because you knew that he's a great coach. So you're not oblivious to what's going on in the outside world. So I think for Lane, like there's nothing wrong with being upfront and honest, at least with his teammates in the meetings of guys, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. There's a job opening there at Auburn. I've been considering it. I want to get that out of the way. But when I'm in this building right now, and as we get yeah. ready for Thursday night, I am committed to you and I'm committing to winning the game versus Mississippi State. And then it's done. Boom, over yeah. with, let's move on. So I kind of yeah. like the approach from, from Chadwell. I love the approach of Chadwell. It makes me like him even more. And if Lane would leave, yep. that would make so much sense. It would make too much sense for Ole Miss to go get Jamie Chadwell. He represents all the schematic advantages we're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the perfect step up. A lot of times, you know, because Ole Miss is definitely a premier power five, but not a premier premier power five or at least it's how we think of it now unless maybe lane stays there and ends up changing uh that kind of perspective i do find it i, I didn't consider that but i think you're right maybe in terms of lane getting ahead of this because if he doesn't say anything then it's going to affect his team negatively if you say well if he tells them that he's going to auburn or thinking about that won't they be pissed in yes they will be as well but I agree with Aaron. That's kind of the lesser of two evils. Like everybody enjoys yeah. to know where they stand in a relationship, even if it's maybe what you don't want. Like even if you yeah. want the relationship to continue, you still appreciate honesty. You still appreciate knowing what the score is. So you're not out here looking like an idiot and maybe backing up a coach that is going to leave you. 
I, I, I wonder if he's doing this. I could definitely see it in his personality to do so. Maybe he's already told them he is staying, yep. but I, and then you just, who knows what Jimmy Sexton is telling to do right. in all this, like maybe Lane's even made up his mind personally, but Sexton's like, well, you know, don't say anything yet publicly because I think yeah. I can squeeze a few extra dollars here. I think I can get that buyout bumped up to $50 million here. Like Sexton is moving all the chess pieces against himself and getting everyone paid. The wild mm -hmm. part about this is it sets up what was already a pretty fascinating egg bowl. I mean, uh, th this, yeah. is an, th this is a rivalry that even if both teams were winless, still has a lot of juice because both teams desperately hate one another. But think about this, Aaron. When you think about the season that Ole Miss has had and you think about the season that Mississippi State has had, it probably feels like uh, the Ole Miss season has been significantly better, right? Um, but come Thursday night, if Mississippi State wins that game, all of a sudden you look up, both teams are eight and four, four and four in yeah. the SEC. So despite their feeling like they've been two completely different years, that would be Mike Leach kind of laughing as, you know, here y'all are all praising Lane. And I just did the exact same thing that that man did. And where, yep. Whereas on the flip side, if Ole Miss wins, not only do they drive down their most hated rival to a paltry seven and five, three and five in the SEC, but they go to nine and three. They finish five and three in the SEC, third in the SEC West. They have a chance to win 10 games for a second year in a row with a bowl game. So, like, even narratively from, narratively, from a standing standpoint, there's so much on the line. And I guess my big question in all of this, we talked about the weather affecting this game. How does Lane's team respond? to these rumors. Cause I gotta be honest. Uh, they didn't respond very well last week, Aaron. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a team that looked completely mm -hmm. unfocused out nope. of sorts and got their absolute ass kicked in fable. Well, I will say this Arkansas is playing ever since, you know, we saw them versus versus LSU. And I think the big thing, the issue was when they placed LSU was KJ Jefferson was not in that ball game. I mean, they, this is a team. I had them a few weeks ago that has been banged up. The defense has just been decimated by injuries. KJ's been in and out of the lineup. They really haven't had to get any rhythm. Arkansas is a lot better football team than, than what we've seen throughout the season. Not saying that Ole Miss should have got the absolute shit beat out of them like they did last weekend, but this is a good Arkansas team that if, if, if KJ's been healthy all year, if the defense was healthier during the season, probably should have one or two more wins on the resume. So uh, I'm not shocked necessarily that Arkansas won. I am shocked at the fashion that they did it and just how much they were just more physical. And Ole Miss had, what, 700 yards. They just couldn't execute in the red zone. Every time they got in the red zone, they would shoot themselves in the foot with a holding penalty, an offsides penalty, get behind the chains. They'd go for it on fourth down. They wouldn't get points. I mean, they moved the ball. They just could not figure out what the heck was going on inside the 20-yard line, unfortunately. So, uh, listen, at the end of the day, that's just there, there, there's two things that need to be considered. Is Auburn a better job than Ole Miss? Yes. Is Ole Miss, as a, for a coach's standpoint, the safer of the two gigs? Yes. Does Lane Kiffin want to win a championship? That's the ultimate question. Does Lane Kiffin want to take the next step in his career and 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 and, and legitimately put himself in a position to compete for championships and not worry about the safety of staying at Ole Miss? collecting a check and and being happy. He doesn't have to do that now though. He doesn't have to do that now though, right? Like what? like if he's going to continue to perform like this at Ole Miss, he can make that jump later on 
in theory. Like if he can bring Ole Miss but, but, to a consistency you, do you, do you that think, they've never had before. But, but then you're playing the game of – then you're playing the, your two games. You're playing the game of staying at that level. And that's not easy to do in this league. Like we're looking at it right now. I keep bringing yeah. up the example, but I think it's a very good example of Kentucky. Like Mark Stoops got Kentucky to the top of the mountain. And they were the number two team in the East. And people are like, that's still a basketball school. Obviously, it's a different situation, but that's a basketball school. And how long can he maintain that level of consistency? And all of a sudden, now Tennessee's better. Florida has a new coaching staff, and, and they look like they're recruiting. They got a, a, a quarterback that's developing, and maybe Florida takes that next step next year. South Carolina is winning football games. Like Now, all of a sudden, Kentucky's coming down the hill. You look at the SEC West. Alabama ain't going anywhere. LSU is definitely not going anywhere with their coaching staff. AM is a ton of talent. Sam Pittman's building a good, good culture there at Arkansas. Uh, you got Texas and Oklahoma coming soon. So, like at the end of the day, like how how much longer is Ole Miss going to consistently stay at that nine win mark? And uh, see, I don't and all of a sudden in two or three years, if they drop to six wins or seven wins, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden and is he viewed as highly as like right now he's a hot commodity right now he is the top coach out there for in the open market why miss out on an opportunity to go to a place that can win a championship to to maybe say the what if game in three or four years another job may open that could be as good or better i just it's hard to predict the future t bob like why wait when you can take something right now where you know well, no i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess in my in my in my head when I'm thinking about Lane staying, he I'm in my head I'm not framing it as he's like, oh, I'm gonna wait for a better job. What I'm thinking is maybe he genuinely thinks like, no, I think I can do this at Ole Miss, mm. and I don't like some of the situation at Auburn right now. And then maybe in like two or three years, he you know or like four whatever, like maybe he eventually comes to a place where he's like, ah, you know what, I don't think it's gonna work. And yeah. look, since he has been at Ole Miss in three years, and we'll move on here in a second, but since he has been there, um, he has essentially had a a a blank, uh, just an automatic rubber stamp yes for whatever he has wanted, right? Uh, more NIL money, more, uh, you know, better facilities. He needs this campaign. Like, whatever he has needed, Oxford has given him rubber stamp, and now they're trying to give him the big contract to keep him. So they're doing everything. So, like, yeah, I could see – where he's happy, he thinks this is sustainable because, well, hell, look at where he started versus where he is now, right? Like, in theory, winning only helps you gain in momentum and establish that consistency that you want. And also, like, I think Lane Kiffin's probably a better coach than uh, Mark Poops is. We've, we've, we've talked about that uh, at length. And, and, and what do you think about this, Aaron? Does the 12-team playoff change the math at all? Because all of a sudden, that 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 postseason that is everybody's goal, that is the key to winning championships. That postseason is more open than it was before. Yeah, I think that's for a lot of coaches. It opens things up a lot more, but it still goes back to my thought of why Auburn is a better job. Then all of a sudden, you can go to Auburn, not necessarily feel like you have to beat Nick Saban, Alabama in the first few years as kind of Nick's on his way out, and still get Auburn in a position to make the 12-team playoff. Like, let's just play this scenario out. Lane Kiffin takes the job. He brings over Juckins. I guarantee you if Lane takes the job at Auburn, there is no doubt in my mind that Juckins, who is from the state of Alabama, would not use his one free pass to go follow his head coach, who yeah. just helped him produce an incredible season. So you get the best running back in the SEC. Boom, you got him locked up. Boom. 
you go get 15 to 20 other top recruits. Lane can turn this into an Auburn football team, into a nine-win team plus in two seasons just when we're expanding to that 12-team playoff. So could he do it at Ole Miss? Yeah, he could do it at Ole Miss. I think it's more likely and more consistent of him doing it at Auburn and get that team to the playoffs without having to hear everyone bitching and moaning about, oh, you didn't beat Alabama. You need about, well, who cares? I got you to the playoffs. And guess what? Saban only has a couple more years left. Let's suck it up. I think Alabama. if you get to the playoffs, playoffs no, you're no, fine. You have to beat it, Alabama. You have no. to beat Alabama. That's the whole I don't think thing. he has to in the first two years. I don't think he has to in the first two years. Better beat him by year three. In, in, in year three or four, he has to pull one off. I mean, that is the whole thing I would about say the Auburn by job, year right? three, is the raise level of expectation. Back, when you get them back at Auburn year three. So let's say so next year it's at Auburn. Because you, we know it's 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 a game that is mostly if you're gonna win at Auburn, you're gonna win it at home. Year one's at Auburn. Chance of them doing it slim, but maybe like what's it like I, like what is Alabama gonna be next year? Who is gonna be their quarterback? I look at the transfer mar- market right now, the portal, I don't see a lot of quarterbacks out there that to me take Alabama to the next level. So they're gonna have to get someone in-house. And I don't think they have that guy in-house. So what is Alabama gonna be next year? Maybe you do get them next year if you can you know, you could do your thing in the transfer portal. But I, I do agree, like year three, when you get them back at home, I think you got to make that game extremely competitive. And I do think you need to be, be able to push them to possibly win that football game. Uh, Joey, Joe, Jose in the chat says, uh, Lane only looks out for himself. I think, look, <clears throat> that's where I think this is all interesting. I think that has always been the opinion of Lane and to his detriment. And then I feel like he had to go to the Alabama coaching halfway house and kind of rebuild his reputation and I wonder if he were to make this move and then it does not go well at Auburn, does he kind of spike himself forever? I don't know. Um, Gotta take a chance. I don't know. Take a I, I have, okay, okay. I am I am basing this on nothing. I, I think he's staying. I'm not based on any information. That's a pure gut feeling. And you think he's gone, Aaron. You think he's gone to Auburn. I mean, you've kind of beaten me down with this. I started at no way, and then you kind of brought me around. But who, I, I, who's I who's taking it then? Who's taking it then? Oh, I don't know. It That's doesn't seem like Dion. I think it seems like I. I yeah, but give me your damn opinion. Who who's who are they going? Is it Freeze? Like who's left? Are they going uh, to go Freeze with a left name. field? Uh, Matt Rule just reportedly Brum. If you can, I, I see a couple articles here, but. I don't know, um, <clears throat> Brum, if you want to see if you can find any concrete for some light breaking news, but it's it's being rumored right now that Matt Rule turned down Nebraska. Have you seen this? I'm looking now. Okay, okay. Look look, and let me know what you get. Uh, all right, Aaron, any Nebraska more thoughts? Sucks. Shut up, Aaron Murray. <laughs> Idiot. Awful. Lincoln is good. No one. Dennis Dodd from Nebraska. In, so Dennis Dodd, the CBS reporter, Seems to have intimated that Matt Rule turned down Nebraska because he needs because what Matt Rule needs to do is what his favorite thing to do is is go on television and make excuses for why he sucked in the press. Where is this Matt Rule uh, venom coming Wait. from, yeah. uh, bro? I'm like he texted us a clip earlier of Matt Rule being like, you know, I think one thing I screwed up is I wish it would have like been closer to my players. And he's talking about I could blame COVID, but really it's on me or something like that. In year three, I was really getting close to them. What what has Matt Rule done to you, Brum? Where did he touch you? <laughs> so I have this thing where I like my guys who are going to come up 
and pay a hundred million dollars to speak publicly in front of people to not say <laughs> stupid things on camera. That's <laughs> it. Like wildly okay, here's my stupid deal. I don't things. think it's I don't know if if I took it as wildly stupid as I don't think it was as as stupid do. either. Yeah. I think it was just a little honest from a coach that tried to make the jump to the NFL. He blamed Mask on not being able to connect with his players. No, he said he yes, doesn't he did. blame Yes, he fucking did. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I read, you know I, we got I, Trump I fired as, up. We got an F word out of him, dude. Let's go. I thought it was somewhat blaming COVID for like, man, I didn't really get, I didn't get to build the chemistry with my team. It's hard to build that and that trust factor essentially yeah. because of You know what Nick Saban did during COVID? I don't, Win a national I, I don't championship. Think it's a, it's, you know it's what Nick you can't Saban, do? Though. That's Nick you know Saban, you, though. That's hey, a different beast. Brum, you know what you can't do during COVID? Ropes courses. How the hell are you supposed to build team chemistry if you can't go do a ropes course? Trust falls. You, How are you supposed yeah, to do a trust, trust fall if you can't yeah, touch? Exactly. Come on, come on. I like If I can't climb over you and reach the top of the wall and then reach down and pick you up, we're never going to play good football together, okay? It's not Matt mm -hmm. Rule's fault. It was, uh, it was mm -hmm. the, the viruses fault uh and here brum goes with his, his matt rule seems like a guy who uses the term wuhan flu unironically that's all i'm gonna no, say oh you really think so i know i think now you are ascribing some things to matt rule that i don't that i don't feel uh b bean what is a ropes course oh bro if you've never gone to a workplace team bonding ropes course it is mm. the ideal way to form some new relationships you have to work mm -hmm. together to accomplish goals it breaks down uh social like anxieties and breaking the ice because you're able to clearly bond over this new activity you're doing together. There is nothing better than a great ropes course for building team chemistry, any team sales team, uh, you know, work team. In fact, snaps should do a ropes course and film it for content. Yes. Um, yes. That, that is that, that we will never reach the numbers that we want to until we do a ropes course. Just trust me on that. Okay. Um, Actually, A Barge might be right. He said, I voted rules a fool because he made Joe Brady OC in the NFL without any OC experience. Uh, two, uh, now, Dan now. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Basham asked, Would T catch you in a trust fall, Aaron? I do, I do Absolutely. think T would. I Absolutely. would attempt to catch T Bob, but um, yeah, T Bob is 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 he's a big man. It's like you always like, say, Aaron, you're just be a little you're, bitch. You're, catch I'm me, put your help. body on the line, I'm put your body help. on the line, but bro, no, is huge, remember. Brum's Brum really like six, six four. Yeah, yeah. I was very shocked when I met Brum there in Baton Rouge. I was like, oh damn, Brum, I see you. I see a big guy. Yeah. No, I know, I know. It was it's very intimidating. Uh, it's probably how he's gotten so far in life. Uh, he's just he's just tall, and and people assume that he's uh, competent because of it. See, poor Matt Rule is out here having to make it as like a a five nine Brody. I actually don't know how tall Matt Rule is. Um, let's look it up. He interviews oh, when right. he's five seven. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh wow! Damn. Are you Damn. being heightest now, Brum? Unbelievable! Does I can't wait for like in three years for for Nebraska Nebraska to be like the top team in their conference and Matt Rule leading some team to national championship. Matt Rule five six ripping us ripping oh, us. Oh wow! No. Matt Rule's five six exactly, dude. He's having Is he to really fight, make it in this life. Uh, okay, okay, okay. We're we're losing the thread here. Nebraska's right. a great job. I, I'm glad that we That's all agree. Nice. It's probably the best available job. I'm glad that we agreed and ended this conversation on that. Nebraska. Now let's talk about the biggest game of the weekend. Woo. You already know, man. A little Big Ten football in there, and I cannot help it as we sit here, and it's finally some cold weather in Louisiana. 
Uh, it feels very holiday like right now. Already, I've got a bit of Thanksgiving senioritis kicking in. Uh, there is nothing that feels more like a Norman Rockwell painting than undefeated Ohio State against undefeated Michigan. Both teams in the top five. Uh, freezing cold weather, an outdoor battle, a Michigan team that wants to run the ball with elite O-line play. It mm. is a thing of beauty. It is Christmas. It is Thanksgiving. It is football at its core. It is the 1950s. It is a, a mythological version of America that never quite existed, and I cannot wait to watch these two, two teams do battle this weekend. The question is, what's the deal with Blake Corum? Uh, mm -hmm. because it does feel like a lot of this may come down to that. And Michigan offensive tackle Ryan Hayes, Aaron, may have slipped up in the media a bit this week. Unless he's playing a little next-level game, mm -hmm. he, he told a reporter, quote, on Blake Corum, quote, he's a great player, but everybody else is going to have to step up with him out. Close quote. Ooh. I don't know if that is true or not, but he did. Ooh. he did say that. Aaron, can Michigan win if Blake Corum doesn't play? No, I don't think Michigan wins regardless if Blake Corum was healthy or not healthy, to be okay. honest. I think this is – and I, I know you say freezing cold weather. I think the high is like 50 degrees. So it actually should be what? a somewhat pleasant day. Yeah, it's not going to be snowing like it was last year in the game. So Ohio State fans are uh, jumping up and down right now. It does look like it's going to be a little bit of rain on Friday uh, that may leak a little bit into Saturday. Uh, and it is a 11 a.m. kickoff, so it may be a little bit wet. So yeah, that's good. that's the issue right now. Like for Ohio State fans, it's you know praying, hoping, and praying and wishing that uh, the the weather does stay away because if it does, like like we just talked about, the reason why I put a somewhat significant bet on Ole Miss for Thursday night, Ole Miss can run the football. Uh, Mississippi State, that's not what they want to do. So if it's raining. Obviously, pick the team that's more physical. Pick the team that can run the football. And the same thing could be said for this game. The reason why Michigan dominated last year, it was cold. They are more physical up front. Their style of play, it was at home in the big house. They dominated. Dominate. They end up obviously going on to win the Big Ten, going to the playoffs. That's that. These are two very, very different football teams. Ohio State wants to be more finesse. Michigan wants to be more physical. And as they should, that offensive line is tremendous. They they, they are going to be one of the best, if not uh, the best offensive lines this entire season, and they, they've shown it week in and week out. But if you don't have quorum, and and something that I've hit on a bajillion times this season, and you rely on J.J. McCarthy to win you the football game, it is not going to happen versus this year's Ohio State defense, who has yeah. been more physical up front, that's yeah. been better overall, that has shown a little bit of weaknesses against the pass vertically down the field, but that's not what Michigan can do. JJ is a guy that throws a drag route. He throws a quick out. He throws a tailback screen. That is his comfort zone. You're not all of a sudden in, in the 12th game of the season going to say, okay, JJ, guess what? You haven't done it all year, but let's start throwing some daggers and posts and goes and corners and put you into that situation. Like you are who you are at this point in the season. And Michigan is not that type of football team. So yes, yeah. I am worried about Michigan and what they can do. Um, and, and their defense has been great, but I, once again, who have they faced, man? Who is, who is Michigan really face that is to the caliber of Ohio state's offense and, and CJ, CJ Stroud and company, no one, they're no, really going I mean, to the test the secondary would be Talia Tongavaloa, maybe just in terms of yeah. the best quarterback that they faced. And look, 
Uh, that, that's another, uh, by the way, Rick Sanchez, before I forget in the chat, says Ryan Haynes, uh, O'Tagle, Ryan Hayes, that his quote was an answer to a question of what if uh, Blake is out? So for whatever uh, that is worth, he was responding to that. Um, but both these teams are coming out of battles. Like like Talia and Maryland yep. actually gave Ohio State uh, a bit of a fight last week. And then obviously mm-hmm. Illinois uh, gave it everything that Michigan wanted. And then some, of course, played Corum. Not there in the second half. I guess, yeah, the, the 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 question is, I know that Ohio State's defense is improved this year, Aaron Murray, but in the same breath as we ask who has Michigan played, we can kind of say who has Ohio State played. And we can point to a Notre yeah. Dame game in which the mm-hmm. defense was dominant, but that Notre Dame offense was not the Notre Dame offense that USC is going to see Saturday. Mm-mm. Like, there is a direct correlation between Notre Dame being like, okay, no, we're just going to start pounding it and the recent run they have been on. They were still trying to run Tommy Reese, Tyler Buckner, like more of a spread attack uh, where they, they finally realized they just need to go a bit more old school and rely on their offensive line. And so my question is, yes, the stats are better for Ohio State this year. They're up to number nine in total defense of the country from 59 last year. Um, their pressure rank when it comes to passing, which shouldn't matter too much this game, is up to number two from number 38 last year. Uh, But last year, this Michigan O-line, which won the Joe Moore Award, and which is, again, fan-freaking-tastic this year, they they dominate Ohio State's defensive line. They ran for 7.2 yards a carry. They ran for 297. This year, that Wolverine O-line, they run inside zone or some variation of inside zone, Aaron, 45% of the time. So, so they're not really hiding what they want to do. And the only reason that works is because as a group, it's kind of funny, the Ohio State offensive line actually has more kind of NFL talent on it. But Michigan's O-line is the ultimate. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And if you think about an O-line like a fist, right, I don't care how big all your fingers are, if you can't coordinate them into, you know, where everybody's on the same page where you're not going to be able to get anything done, I wonder for all the improvement, can Ohio State's D-line and defense hold up this year and avoid letting Michigan control the game? Because that's going to be the way to make up for Marvin Harrison Jr. and C.J. Stroud and all these incredible skill players that they have, I would believe at least, would be that Michigan offense basically dictating the pace of the game. Yeah, 100%. Can you dictate the pace of the game? Can you put you know, CJ Stroud and them into third and long situations, make them one dimensional. You know, what is Ohio State struggle with this season at times? It's themselves being physical and running the football. Can you win first and second down? I think for Michigan on both sides of the football, that's going to be the key. Can you get to third and manageable? Because you don't want JJ McCarthy getting into situations where he has to take four, you know, five step, seven step drops around her center and then throwing more sophisticated route concepts down the field. Can you get to third and manageable where you can still run the football possibly? Yeah. He can use his legs to get the first down. Or you're in the sandbox of what he likes to do. Throw the quick game, get the ball out of his hands nice and easy, and then get first downs that way. So for them, win first and second down. You same thing on defense. Can you win first and second down? Can you essentially eliminate and make Ohio State one-dimensional, which we've seen from this offense at times this year? There, there have been multiple times where this offensive line's not been physical. They've been made one-dimensional. And I think if Michigan can do that with their talented defensive line, then all of a sudden you put C.J. Stroud into that situation where he's having to take five and seven-step drops from the gun. 
And then, you know, you allow your defensive line to essentially go out there and feast and see if you can get a couple sacks. So that's the name of the game. That's it. Plan so it is an easy, easy game plan for Michigan State, Michigan, excuse me, win the early downs on both sides. You will have a chance. If you lose early downs, you will get eaten mm. alive on both yep. sides of the football because you do not want to put Ohio State in a situation where they're having success running the football because then you have to put a safety in the box and Marvin Harrison Jr. And for goodness sakes, can we please, please see Jackson Smith and Jigba this game? Maybe they've just been holding him out. I don't know what the hell's going on here. We ain't going to find out till kickoff. You got to stop healthy, trying. You gotta stop I'm, trying to just, make please, the jigba happen. Please. It's just not gonna happen, please. dude. It's happening it's this week, T Bob. Shut year, your dude. face. No, Jackson no. Smith and Jigba is gonna come out there and have eight catches for 120 and two touchdowns. Marvin Harrison Jr. is gonna have seven catches for a buck fifty and a touchdown. Boom. Look at look at look at the quarterback. He can't help himself. He just wants sexy oh, quarterback play. Me. Oh I my do. god, dude. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older, and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco-alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ooh, my dogs are barking today. And when I'm not watching planes, trains, and automobiles on Thanksgiving week, I am getting ready to get more out of my holiday week with FanDuel. Because right now, new customers get $125 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. So download FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. T-Bob here, I host the college football show called SNAPS. So promo code SNAPS, bet $5, get $125 in free bets. And what a board it is this week. Rivalry week, and we're going to kick it off on Thursday. I love playing me some Egg Bowl. Ole Miss at home, minus two and a half. The rain, they like to run the ball. Give me the Rebs. How about a little Friday morning ranked on ranked treat? Tulane traveling to Cincinnati, figure out who the best group of five team is. I like the Green Wave, plus the two and a half. And then you go down the list. Ohio State, Michigan on Saturday. LSU, Texas A&M. USC, Notre Dame. So much good football, and the place to play is on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which, check it out, FanDuel is now live in Maryland. And I've always said it, there is no better place to place a FanDuel than the home to the Chesapeake Bay. Blue Crabs, Baltimore, the birthplace of the national anthem. Get on the action now with great offers, boosts, and more. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So don't miss your chance to get $125 in free bets, win or lose, when you join FanDuel with promo code SNAPS. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Give me the fist! of Michigan. We're getting ready to jam it up the Buckeye Brown hole once again, second year in a row. Uh, D. Weeze says, uh, Iowa is seriously back-to-back Big Ten West champs. Let that sink in. Well, they could be. They control their own destiny. But this actually brings up an interesting point that I read uh, in the Columbus Dispatch, which is a great take. And, Brum, I'd love to get your opinion on this as well. Um, they, they, they basically kind of call up the point that enjoy this game because in the future, this game could feel less than it does this weekend. And, and, and look, it will not work out this way most years, but let's look forward into the big 10 future where they are getting rid of divisions. If this was the setting a couple of years from now, Aaron, you would have these two teams playing this week. And then you would have these two teams immediately turning around and playing again next week. And then with the 12 team playoff. They could even potentially meet in the playoff for a third time. And that would definitely take away some of the all-or-nothing electricity that we are feeling in this game. And then so I started to think about this, and I'm like, wait a second. Yes, divisionless is the best way to try to determine from a fair standpoint who the best team in your conference is. But is it the most fun? Like, is it the best for football? Like, in basketball, it works. You know what you could do? You know, you could do T Bob, and I think this is an interesting topic, especially for the Big Ten. Is do you move this game out of the slot that it's in right now? If you're anticipating they want Michigan, they, they, and Ohio- they've said they want to keep it. They said they want to keep it. That's okay. all. I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't know, I think to me, that's a, that's a way to answer that. I think you move the game up to a spot where it's not okay. We both know we're going to be playing next week. That's the more important game. We can kind of coast. Who really gives a damn who wins this football game? You put it in say week seven. And then then all of a sudden these guys are saying like, you know, it makes a little bit more porn. To me, that's the only way to make it happen. And then let's not forget to, you're adding, you are adding USC and obviously we'll see what the hell goes on with UCLA, possibly Oregon and Washington. 
more competition in that conference may make that game a little bit more important down the line too. So we'll see if that affects. But I think the one thing that easily makes it saves yourself if you do go divisionless is just moving the game to a different date. It is interesting though. Like the NFL is not divisionless, right? And it works perfectly because you have garbage divisions where teams get to hold on hope that maybe they can do something. Uh, because yeah. where like like Iowa fans are way more locked in right now this weekend than they should have any right to be. And again, it works yep. in other sports where you play a million games. But I can't help but wonder: in football, is it more fun to have divisions? Brum, no. I'm sorry. Here you nope. trying to click in, and we keep talking. What do you think? I think if the TV networks could have Ohio State, Michigan play every week, they would. Who wants to watch who wants to watch Michigan who wants to watch Michigan or Ohio State play Iowa next weekend? Not me. Fair I, but who you, I, will, I, I will people but would, would rather watch be... the remix than watch I would hundred percent rather see it. Yes. Correct. Ahead, yeah. Obviously it's like yeah. n- not all right. it is not as fun as yep. the idea of winner take all for the one. But no one is excited about watching Ohio State play Mm-mm. Iowa next week. And there's a 0% chance, like the idea that they would play each other, play each other, and then the playoffs would seed them together is like such We're not a- seeded together. No, 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 no. I mean, like, just the potential of they could, like, you know, let's say they were both just really good that year. And and, and whatever, that'd probably yeah. be tight if they met for a third yeah, time. Yeah, my, my answer is that would be tight. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, basically my answer when it comes to the playoff. Like, people are like, what would happen if this game doesn't matter and then there's another awesome football game? I was like, well, that would be tight because I like big-time football yeah. stakes. Yeah. As does America. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Murray Mania says, who's this Baggins guy? Some basement-dwelling geek who only leaves to go to cosplay conventions? Hey, Bilbo T. Baggins is a former Division I LSU track athlete, okay? Show some freaking respect, Murray Mania. Aaron, get your people in line, okay? Get your ass in chat. Get your people in line. You're just First going off, around welcome here. Welcome to the chat, Murray Mark, Mania. New, you're, you're, barking at, you're barking at adults, sniffing each other's buttholes. Well, guess this is what? like this is like your this is like your uh, your your uh, your random doppelganger on Twitter who loves to at me with the most random shit ever. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> Person. Is this T-Bot? Is this the AI yeah, program that T-Bot to yeah. A-Bear? Yes. Yeah, I don't know who made that. T-Bot it's A-Bear. very odd. My wife was freaked <laughs> out by it, and I was like, I don't know, babe. It's the internet. <laughs> just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know to tell you, dude. Oh. Look, let's be clear, though. Let's be clear. We will be the one sniffing the butts come Atlanta weekend, okay? And you will sniff our butts only if we allow you to. How about that? Aaron Murray, because she's about to whoop that ass after we take care of A and M this weekend. Uh, you just, um, let's just focus on the Aggies first. T. Bob, what do you think to, about the video to... game being delayed a year? Yeah. So okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. I know that we've you know we've we've uh, gone long. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> so we'll probably have to push back uh, USC Notre Dame uh, to uh, Friday, maybe. Uh, but it was announced today. Uh, if you love EA Sports and NCAA football, like I think probably most of us do, if you're here in this chat. Um, it was expected to be out by summer 2023. Now, I say expected in quotes because there's never anything official there, right? In fact, Daryl Holt, the EA Sports Vice President General Manager, says that was conjecture. It has now been announced that they are aiming for summer 2024. It's expected to include all 134 FBS teams. And Holt says, look, the game is not delayed. The thing is, 
And we're building it from the ground up. We don't want it to be a clone of Madden or old NCAA code. Take that for whatever it's worth. I mean, I have to imagine it shares a lot of code with Madden. Um, but they don't want it to feel like a reskin. Uh, for a couple of years now, teams have been sending them audio, you know, stadium information, mm -hmm. all of this stuff to try to make that game day experience. He talks about how they are really trying to nail dynasty mode. That's like their core, Ooh. core focus. And it makes sense, right? With NIL, you would now have to account for that in dynasty mode. You need to be able to raise money. You need to be able to pay players. Like, that's going to be fascinating. Transfer portal. You have to recruit high schoolers. You have to recruit your team. You have to recruit other teams. Oh. That's a lot to try to program now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to code in the ability for you to have your school, like, switch conferences and stuff, right? Like, so as college football changes drastically, I do take all this at face value that there's a lot to do. But as Ryan Brumley maintains, how do you pay the players? Um, mm. They say that, you know, they, 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 in, in, in seeking to get the NL rights of players, they can be done through group licensing or individual licensing, but I, that doesn't really answer anything. Definitely not um, individual licensing. This has to be a group licensing project. They're just trying to get an individual contract from every player to be able to use them i mean it'd be an absolute well it's like do some do of the that, biggest but... players hold out like remember michael jordan was yeah. never in our video games growing up barry bonds wasn't in a lot of the baseball games growing up because he was like yeah. f you i'm not agreeing to this like you got to pay me more than you pay uh tony kukoc if you want me to yeah. be in a video game with tony kukoc sorry tony um damn so Sh i i, I mean from do you have any idea because brum you feel like this game get, give the take give the people your take I just want to take where I'd hate to be, where I'd love to be wrong, but I just, I don't see it. I don't see a world oh. where a game is collectively, like collectively licensed with 134 schools. And um, so do the math, 134 schools times, let's say 100 players. That's, just say 100 players, yeah. Yeah, let's, so that's around 13,000. No, 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 sorry, 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 say 80. No, no, no. Just say 80. 80, yeah, yeah, it's a scholarship. Just do 80. That's it. Okay, just so that's yeah. 10,000 players if you do 130 schools, 80 players. Shit! I'll believe it when I see it. A lot of players, too. 10,000. a lot of players. And say how that's much you pay players. them each. Say you pay them 5,000 uh, each. There's no way, Just right? a cool $52 million. <laughs> That's wrong. Yeah. So like NFL, we would always get a nice um, little $10,000 check from Madden, but that's 32 teams and 53 roster. That's about what? $16 million. Uh, I am a genius. I just really did that in my head right now. So go check me. Uh, not not true. We talked about it before. I did before, before the show. <laughs> so it's about $16 million, which is significantly less than paying half that money to that amount of players, which ends up being $52 million. So what do you pay the kids a thousand bucks each? I agree. Like if I'm CJ Stroud, you ain't giving me only a thousand dollars to be you know one of the main guys on your video game it's going to be a struggle to pay the big boys what they deserve to be on madden or or ncaa or do they just say screw it man i get to be on a video game just give me anything i'm happy to be on there like i'm getting you know, like if you're cj Stroud I mean, or some of these big boys Caleb Williams, like you're you're getting enough money i would just say i get to be on a video game i want ncaa back i grew up playing it it's cool that i get to be on it so I'll take whatever you give me. Let's just, what I need to sign. We have to I mean, go, I but I'm going to say, I'll believe it when I see it. I don't know about you, Aaron, but I did believe, I mean, for me, being on a video game was one of the coolest moments of my life. I love video yeah. games. I've always loved video games. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing them constantly. Nothing made me happier than when it would rain outside. So my mom couldn't force me outside. Like it's my favorite. It was so cool. 
see myself represented digitally. So I wonder, I wonder, I don't know, but these damn kids nowadays and they're goddamn NIL deals. All they care about is money here. Murray, what the hell, man? Damn fabric our society being ruined. You know what's funny? Right it's, it's, it's with NIL. It's, this is, it's hilarious. <laughs> these kids act like they can't get through a semester without getting paid. Like I, like we, you know, I have my NIL company. We pay kids. We've paid kids over wait, wait, $700,000 about NIL. And now you're actually bitching about NIL. Is that, I am is not that bitching what about just happened? I'm not bitching about it. I think it's, I, I'm not bitchy about NIL. I'm just saying, cause you're comparing two different eras of football players <laughs> yes, that true, these players true. literally feel like they can't get through a semester without getting paid. Like I get hit up all the time. Like, Hey, when's my next check coming in? Like I need some money wow. for this, this, and this, and this. I'm like, dude, I played four years at University of Georgia without getting paid jack squat. I survived. There have been yeah. millions of college players ahead of you that have made it through three or four years without getting paid. And guess what? We did it. Yeah, we did yeah, it, buddy. Yeah, do it, do like, it like they literally can't ask. Go, go get a law office job where you don't show up, okay, and collect a check. Like, come <laughs> on, do it the right way. <laughs> I remember. I actually had to do shit at my law office job. I was so pissed. It's like copy and Wait, You had like a law office job. You talk about like in, in college. Yeah. And like, I thought I was just going to show up or not show up and they were going to pay me, but no, I, I'm in I here wash like, cars. Like the I wash cars like, at a local. I did. I had a, a job before spring break my junior year where I'd go to the Dodge dealership and uh, clean cars. No joke. I actually oh. did do the work. I didn't just get paid. Like I actually went there and oh, no. washed cars. Were you shirtless? Was this like a Paris Hilton Burger King commercials deal? It's like a little, uh, yeah. You want to come get a little rub down from Freddie? Hey, man, I work for tips. I work for tips, baby. Work for them tips. Uh, and Cougar is uh, all about it. All right. Well, we have to go. I can feel Brum yelling at me for continuing to talk. Um, again, y'all, huge thank you for hanging out with us here in the chat. We love this show. It's so much fun. Please, 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 wherever you listen to podcasts, rate it, review it, share it with your friends. Uh, I guess EA, hold on, I'm getting distracted. Please uh, shout out FanDuel Sportsbook app, sign up, promo code SNAPS, okay? Uh, that helps show our bosses that people like the show. And now, you know, the people that fund it all, FanDuel is going to be happy. And shout out to Papa Colin and shout out to our excellent, excellent team members, um, uh, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, Ryan Brumley, Danny Cardenas, everybody who makes this show have a huge thank you to you, Aaron Murray. And uh, we love you all. We are going to be back on Friday. So a little bit of Thanksgiving break for the boys. Aaron, best of luck. I hope you have a new baby by then. Um, enjoy it. You know, fingers crossed. God bless. Be with mom yep. and the new and the new girl and uh, enjoy it. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Friday and then Saturday. So you all have a great day. We'll more snaps coming up later. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that. He is... 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.